Well, we are presently in a series called Living Generously. Turn to your neighbor and say, Live Generously. Proverbs 11 and verse 25 says, The generous will prosper. It says, Those who refresh others will themselves be refreshed. Well, this past Sunday, we began this series, and we talked about living generously in the area of grace. Aren't you thankful for generosity in the area of grace? Well, today, we're going to talk about living generously in the area of giving. Here's what I know, and that is generosity is not a natural tendency for most. Selfishness is. Would you agree? You know, you don't have to teach your children to be selfish. How many of you ever had to teach your children how to be selfish? No, most are born with this trait. In fact, the first three words that most toddlers learn to say are mama, dada, and mine. <laughs> Story is told of a mother who was making pancakes for her two boys, ages eight and ten. And the two brothers began to fuss over who was going to get the first pancake. Their mother saw a good opportunity for a lesson in generosity and a lesson in unselfishness. And so so she she said to her boys, she said, if Jesus were here, he would say, let my brother have the first pancake. I can wait. The older brother turned to his younger brother and said, mother is right. You be Jesus. I I can't speak for you, but for me personally, generosity had to be a learned behavior. Doesn't come naturally for me, doesn't come easily for me, but I have learned its immeasurable value. I'm not saying this to boast this morning, and if you think so, you're just wrong, I'm sorry. But I say it so you know that I don't just preach this. I I don't just teach this, I live it. But God has led me and my wife to empty our bank account on three separate occasions. Three separate times God said, I want it all. I speak to the heart. Twice to build new churches and once to give to a missionary. And yet, and yet even though I've given away every single dollar that I had three separate times in my life, and yet I have more today than I have ever had, and I'm telling you that my advice to you today is to live generously. Live life with an open hand. All right, let's, let's talk about giving today. And, and I want to begin with this, and that is giving is the Savior's example. Pastor Chris already said it. Giving is the Savior's example. Example, Jesus is a giver. Now, I should get an amen on that if I get nothing else. Jesus is a giver. Notice two areas of his giving. First of all, what he gave up. What he gave up. Philippians chapter number 2, verses 6 through 8 tells us. Philippians chapter 2, verse 6 through 8. Says who, speaking of Jesus, says, says who, being in the form of God, did not consider it robbery to be equal with God. Said Jesus, equal with God, right? But made himself of no reputation, taking the form of a bondservant and coming in the likeness of men. 
And being found in appearance as a man, he humbled himself and he became obedient to the point of death, even the death of the cross. We need to understand that Jesus is God in the flesh. We need to understand that before he came to earth to be our savior, first of all, he was in heaven with his heavenly father. See, Jesus is and was as much God as God the Father is God. Jesus, he had all of the rights, he had all the privileges, he had all of the power that Father God has. He received the same worship and the same honor. He possessed the same majesty that his heavenly Father did, and yet, and yet he gave it all up. He laid aside his royal robe and he put upon himself the robe of flesh. He gave up his rights. He gave up his riches. He gave up his royalty in order to become, in order to come to planet earth and become our savior. Giving is the savior's example. Never forget what he gave up, but also what he gave us. Ephesians chapter 5 and verse 2, Paul writes, Paul says, live a life filled with love, following the example of Christ who loved us and offered himself. Say, offered himself. Oh, following the example of Christ who loved us and offered himself as a sacrifice for us. The psalmist wrote in Psalm 34 and verse 8, Uh, Through 10, he said, taste and see that the Lord is good. He says, those who fear him will have all they need. And those who trust him will lack no good thing. Giving is the Savior's example. He has literally given, given us everything we Need. I ask you this morning, are you in need of salvation? Well, as a Savior, he has it to give. Are you in need of healing this morning? Well, let me tell you this morning, as a healer, he has it to give. Are you in the need of peace or joy or true satisfaction or financial provision today? Well, let me tell you this morning, as our provider, he has it to give. Why am I encouraging you to live generously? Because this is the way that Jesus lived. Giving is the Savior's example. Here's what I've learned. That is, giving signifies our true passion. Giving signifies our true passion. Matthew 6 and 21, Jesus himself said, where your treasure is or where you place your money What you spend your finances on, Jesus said, where your treasure is, there, say there. He says, there, your heart will be also. You're trying to find your heart? If you're trying to find your heart this morning, just look where you're placing your treasure, because where your treasure is, that's where you're going to find your heart. It's what Jesus said. I didn't say it. Don't get mad at me. Jesus said it. I'm just here representing Jesus this morning. You know, I could tell a perfect stranger. I mean, someone I had never met, somebody right off of the street. I could tell a perfect stranger what their true passion 
is in life. You say, how in the world could you do that? You must be quite a prophet. No, I don't claim to be a prophet. It's not because that I'm such a great spiritual person. I could do that simply when I ask someone where they place their money. Where's your spending habits? Where do you put your money? Where do you put, where do you place your money? Where do you, where are your, the direction of your finances will tell you and it will lead you to the direction that will lead you to your passion. Here's what I know. And that is we are generous with who we love. We are generous with who we love. Who we spend our money on tells us who has captured our heart. Let me help you out, ladies. If that man you're dating is pinching every penny on your dates, move on. He's not into you very much. I'm I'm just trying to help you, ladies. If he's pinching every penny and taking you on the cheapest dates, known to man, move on. He's not into you very much. Don't waste your time because the truth is we are generous with those that we love. By the way, who do you love? Who do you love? Do you love Jesus? Well, it's easy to sing, oh, how I love Jesus. It's easy to say, I love Jesus. But let me tell you, let me tell you, if you do, then your bank account's going to prove it. I didn't say that. Don't get mad at me. I didn't say it. Jesus said it. He said, where your treasure is, that's where you're going to find your heart. Do you love his house? Oh, yeah, I sure do. Sure. Do you really? Well, then your giving should prove it. Again, that's what Jesus said. Hey, hey, do you love your spouse? Do you love your kids? Do you love the lost? Because hear me this morning, we are generous with who we love. And we are generous with what we love. Yeah, we are generous with what we love. Do you love to eat out? Your credit card will tell you so. Do you love Starbucks? Do you love clothes? Do you love entertainment? Do you love certain hobbies? Do you love sports? Show me your bank statement and I'll tell you where your passion is and where your priorities lay. And I can also tell you where they're not. Hello? Because the truth is we are generous with who and what we Love. So if there's no generosity, then there's very little passion for it either. The, the title of our series today is Living Generously. Today we're talking about being generous with our giving. Third thing I want to say this morning, and here's what most people do not understand. And because they don't understand it, they get mad at the preacher. And some even leave the church. He talks about money too much. He talks about giving too much. Well, it's because they don't understand. They don't understand. And what most people don't understand is the third point, and that is giving is the source for more. See, I put myself under fire every time I preach a sermon like I'm doing now. I'll get criticized every time. But you don't understand that I'm doing it for you, not for me. I like people to like me. And I don't, I, you know, you call me a bulldog, but it hurts when I get a zinger at me just like it hurts when you get a zinger at you. But this is the best. Listen, I'm, I'm going to tell you something. If you'll listen to what I have to say today, your future can be different than it's going to be if you do not. 
I'm trying to help you. And I'm going to tell you, I've got scores of people all over the country that will testify that their life was totally turned around when they understood, began to understood that the preacher wasn't just trying to get money out of them in order to get more money in the church, although the church needs the money, but he was trying to be a blessing to them that were listening. At least those that preach with the right motives. So hear me this morning. If you can grasp this third point, If you can grasp this and implement this, it will totally change your life. Let me repeat it. Giving is the source for more. See, most people don't understand God's economy. They don't understand God's laws of economics. See, God's math is different than man's math. If you don't understand that, then that's why you're struggling. See, in man's math, the only way to increase something is to add to it. We were taught that in school. The only way to get something more than you have is to add to it, right? So in man's math, the only way to increase something is to add to it. In God's math, the way to increase something is to subtract. Sounds crazy. Pastors, Alzheimer's already got him. That's crazy. Yeah, it is. See, see, you don't have you not discovered that 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 that, that we serve in a kingdom that's an un, upside down kingdom? It's an upside down kingdom. See, see, man's math says that if I have a hundred dollars and if I give ten percent or if I give ten dollars of that hundred dollars to the Lord, I'm only gonna have ninety dollars left. That's man's math. But God's math says, if I have $100 and I give $10 of that $100 to the Lord, I may only have $90 left right now. But at some point in time, that $10 that I gave is going to come back to me, and it's going to come back to me with interest. Giving is the source for more. Only way I'm going to get any more is if I give something of what I already have away. Jesus said, say Jesus said. Say this ain't, this is, this, this is not coming from pastor. Say it. It ain't coming from pastor. Jesus said in Luke 6 and 38, give. Now this is a principle and it works. It's a principle. It works in finances. It works with a smile. It works with a good attitude. It works... It's a principle. Jesus said, give and you will receive. But notice what else Jesus said. Jesus said, your gift will return to you in full. But not only is it going to return to you in full, Jesus said, it's going to return to you pressed down, shaken together to make room for more running over and poured into your lap. And the amount you give will determine the amount you get back. Hear me this morning. Giving is the source for more. I didn't say that. Jesus did. Here's what I know this morning, and that is what we spend is forever gone. Now, I'm not saying that spending is bad. I'm not saying that. But I am saying that once we spend it, it's forever gone. And that is why, and I teach this quite often, but that is why we need to be conscious spenders. Because once we, it leaves our hand, it's gone. 
And so we need to learn to tell our money where to go instead of wondering where it went. And we need to, to decide what we want to do with our money. And then we need to create a budget that will allow us to make it happen. Because what we spend will, for, will, will be forever gone. On the other hand, what we sow will show back up in our future. Now, to be precise, when we sow by giving, we are not practicing subtraction. Well, yeah, I had $100, I gave 10, now I only have 90. That's subtraction, no. To be precise, when we sow by giving, we are not practicing subtraction, but we are actually, actually practicing addition, or really we are practicing multiplication. Galatians chapter 6, verse 7 through 9, Paul says, he says, he says, you will always, say always, you will always harvest what you sow. And he goes on to say, do not grow weary of doing what is right. He says, at just the right time. Say the right time. At just the right time, we will reap a harvest of blessing if we do not give up. So technically, it's impossible to give something away because our gifts are seeds. And seeds that are planted will eventually produce a harvest. Don't think about giving it away. Thinking about, think about it as an investment. Because what we sow will show back up in our future. But only, not only will it show back up in our future, it will show back up in our future with interest. Again, Luke 6 and 38, again, Jesus said, give and you will receive. Your gift will return to you in full. It'll return pressed down, shaken together in order to make room for more running over and poured into your lap. Proverbs 11, verse 24 and 25, the wisdom writer writes and he says, he says, give freely and become more wealthy. Oh, he says, be stingy and lose everything. He says, the generous will prosper and those who refresh others will themselves be refreshed. Giving is the source for more. For 47 years now, my wife and I have been generous givers. We have given and given and given and given and given. Every time I do something substantial in the church, I know it is going to cost me a lot because I am the leader and I will only get what I lead people into. And so over 47 years, my wife and I have given and given and given and given and given and given and given some more. And we have given so much. You would think that we jeopardized our future because we have given so much. Oh, listen to me this morning. That's man's math. That's man's thinking. The truth is we have more than we have ever had. You cannot outgive God. It is going to return to you and it's going to return to you with interest. Yeah, what we have sown has shown back up in our future. There are times, and I've said it, there's times I've wanted to tell myself, you, do, you look at me and you think, wow, boy, ha, ha, ha. Listen, you don't know. You just don't have a clue. Amen. We are, we are living a good life today, but it's because of all of the seeds that we have planted, millions of seeds that we have planted the last 47 years in God. Amen. Will not be outdone and God will not let me get ahead of him. And so when we give, God gives it back, but he brings it back with interest. You see, with God, it's literally impossible to give something away. 
It's gone for a season, but returns to us in a future season. And when it returns, it comes back with interest. Let me know I'm passionate about this this morning. Amen. Giving is the source for more. Pastor, I'm not sure I believe all this. Well, how's it working for you? How's it working for you? Come on. Last thing I want to say today, and that is giving. And I believe this with all my heart this morning. Giving is the secret sauce for true happiness and fulfillment. Acts 20 and 35 says, you you should remember the words of the Lord Jesus. It is more blessed to give than to receive. (laughs) Did you hear what Jesus said? Jesus said it's more blessed to give than it is to receive. You know, I could never understand this verse as a child. What? In fact, I remember thinking as a child, it's more blessed to give than it is to, see, to receive. Though then I remember as a child saying, so then give me a lot because I really want you to be blessed. <laughs> Come on, lay it on me. I want you blessed. And it's more blessed to give than to receive. I'm willing to receive so that you can be blessed. <laughs> but as I've matured, I've discovered it. To be true, it is more blessed to give than it is to receive. Oh, yeah, I still like to receive, absolutely. But a greater joy comes through giving. And especially, oh, especially when your gift brings someone great joy. Oh, you know, the look on someone's face when your gift fulfills a true need that they have. And they've been struggling, and they didn't know how in the world they were going to get this done or bought or purchased or paid for or whatever. You're able to bless them with a gift. And, oh, oh, the look on their face. Oh, oh, the trauma is now behind them. Oh, it's, it's worth it. It's worth it. Oh, or your gift relieves some great pressure. Somebody's been under. Or, or, or your gift, along with the gift of others, helps reach a goal that will bless the kingdom. I'm, I, I'm, I'm privy to, to testimonies and videos and things of, of, of the result of our missions giving and able to go places and see things that you're not able, able, to, able to see. And, and you know, it just, it, just, it just fires me up, man. It just makes me want to do more when I see, oh, even our fire Bible that we love to partner with the fire Bible where we provide Bibles with, uh, uh, with commentary in the Bible uh, to pastors all over the world that have pastored their church and never had a full Bible, maybe not only a scripture or two, and certainly didn't have any kind of a library. And to be able, and I've seen the videos of, of, of our leadership as we've uh, partnered with people to to, to, to to uh, put these fire Bibles in the hands of these pastors and to see these pastors, man, they begin to jump and shout and dance and cry and, and leave for joy. Man, I tell you what, there's nothing like it, man. There's nothing like, amen, being able to do something for somebody. Oh, that blesses them. What a blessing it is. It is more blessed to give than it is to receive. Giving is the secret sauce for true happiness and fulfillment. Here's what I know this morning, and that is greed will rob you. Greed will rob you. Proverbs 1 and 19 says, An ambush is the fate of all who are greedy for money. It robs them of life. 
Let me tell you, you don't have to be rich to be greedy. A lot of poor, greedy people. Amen? You don't have to be rich to be greedy. Let me tell you this morning, those who become greedy, those who live life with a closed hand, those whose favorite word is mine, these people will be robbed. Yeah, 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 yeah. Although they have much, but yet they will never, it will never be enough for them. They will never know the experience of true satisfaction and true contentment, even though they have more than they could ever possibly need. And yet, and yet their greatest desire is even, even more. And these that that have allowed greed to get a hold of their life. Oh, they will live their lives with an emptiness. They will live their life with a void. They will live in fear of losing what they have. And they will, they're the people that grit their teeth every single time the preacher preaches on giving or takes up an offering. Greed will rob you. On the other hand, generosity will reward you. Proverbs 11, 24, and 25, again, give freely, you'll become more wealthy. Be stingy, you'll lose everything. The generous will prosper. Those who refresh others will themselves be refreshed. In 2 Corinthians 9, verses 6 through 11, ah, Paul writes, he who sows a few seeds will harvest a small crop, but the one who sows generously will harvest a generous crop. You will be enriched in every way. Watch this, so that, say so that. Say it again. You will be enriched in every way so that, so that, so that, so that, so that what? So that, so that you can always be generous. The takeaway for the message today, one of my sayings, and that is the purpose of the gain is to give. Purpose of the gain Not necessarily to take yourself to a new level of living, although that in and of itself is not all wrong, but the purpose, the genuine purpose of the gain is to give. Here's what I believe with all of my heart, and that is generosity guarantees perpetual gain. Generosity guarantees perpetual. Gain. Father, I thank you, Father. This is your word today. It's not my word. It's not, it didn't come out of Tulsa. It didn't come off of, of Christian TV. This is out of your word. This is your word in a balanced presentation. And I pray today, Lord, that you will take your word. Father, your infallible, life-altering, life-changing word. Get it into the heart of the people. Get it into the heart of the people. Oh, change lives today. In Jesus' name. As your heads are bowed and your eyes are closed all over this room this morning, this series is called Living Generously. We're talking about generosity. Today we're talking about generosity in giving. And we talked about mostly talking giving our finances, but we could talk about our time, our energy, our love, whatever, just giving, the area of giving, be generous. It's the Savior's example. It began with the Father. God so loved the world that he gave. 
What did he give? Did he look in the basement for a basement bargain? No, he gave his one and his only son. The very best that he had to offer, he gave. And Jesus gave his very best. He gave himself. 